Uh, but welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, uh, to another episode of Ruminations of Red Rum, the horror podcast of the Ruminations Radio Network. Uh, check out ruminationsradionetwork.com for, uh, for the other shows that are on the network. There are some great shows out there. Uh, but today we are here with uh, to talk about some horror stuff, some spooky stuff. Um, I am your host, Brendan, Mr. Fantastic, a.k.a. the Devil's Lake Impaler. Uh, with us, as always, is the spooky boy himself, the paranormal activity, the man with two E's. It's Ian. Ian, how you doing? How's it going? It's your boy, Infant Ian here. Um, just kicking it. <laughs> And, uh, you know, we're out here. I, I don't have a crone in my hand or, uh, you know, a coffee and, and the other like these two guys, but some water. And I'm I'm hydrating myself so I don't have a headache tomorrow morning. How are you feeling? I know that you were uh, sick the last couple episodes. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm like at 99%. Yeah, I'm almost do you always wake up? Do you always wake up with a headache? Um... It's like a 60, 65, 70% chance. Well, that's not good. You might want to get a CAT scan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might have a gigantic tumor in my head, but that would explain a lot. Um, um, that would explain. But uh, also with us is the man with the snapback. Is that a snapback? I can't tell. Snapback Cadillac. Call me the snapback Cadillac. The snapback Cadillac. The man who writes with a number two pencil, but he's number one in all of our hearts. That is Kyle with a K. Did you pull that prop out just for that? No, because I was using the pencil, as I do, number two, to write in the notebook to my rankings for the film that we just did. Because I, I followed the rules and wrote down a ranking of the anthology short films that Brendan assigned to us. So that's why I had it in my hand to answer your question. I'm doing great, Brendan. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I got my, got my heating, pla- he- heating pad on full blast <clears throat> right on my back. Oh. Yeah, because the cord is leading. Oh, yes, you get to see that. <laughs> yeah. so, Let's go somewhere else. That's all I'm going to say. It's on my dick. Um, Ian, you got your, do you have a weekly recommendation for us? Yeah, it's not a huge one. I mean, it is in lore, but um, I watched a short film called The Back Rooms, um, Princey's Found Footage. Uh, fantastic short, absolutely fantastic. Um, if you like 4chan, Reddit posts, creepypasta, highly suggest it. It's, um, it's great. It's a great little short. There's a bunch of lore. Um, what's his face? Windagoon, the YouTube channel. He covered like two hours worth of, uh, worth of lore, um, just on the back rooms. And it was, uh, it was cool rabbit hole to go through. So I was happy about that. There's also a cool uh, film theory video on it. Mm. Um, also, I don't know if you know this. Um, the guy that made that 17-year-old A24 just uh, bought the rights for it, and he will be directing it. He's directing it. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Okay, because I saw the A24 thing, and I was like, you know you know how I feel. But yeah. um, if he's going to direct it, that's, that's awesome. Because I think it's all... Um, with the exceptions of like the actual people in that and in, in the in the shorts, I think it's all like 3D animation, and it looks yes. freaking fantastic. It's insane. Yeah, it's 
top notch, like A plus plus S tier. How do you feel about A twenty four? Seems like a uh, discussion for another time, Kyle. <laughs> kind of brushed over that part. I was just curious if you could uh, go back for a second. Just uh, you know, they got some good ones. They got some bad ones. Just like any other people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> All right, Kyle, do you have a, a uh, recommendation for us for this very week? I don't. Nothing horror-related. The only thing I've been doing is playing Hogwarts Legacy, but I don't know how much I should talk about that on this podcast. <laughs> oh, my brain. God, I'm fucking Are you going to get us canceled? Here. You're going to get us canceled by saying you play that. Why? Why? There's representation in that. You, you haven't been fall. Oh, my God, dude. No, uh, I know, no, I, no, I know it all. That no, I know it all. I know it all. I know it all. I, I don't know enough about what J.K. Rowling said um, as far as like the trans community to be up in arms about her. Um, here's how I look at it. There's thousands, hundreds maybe, maybe thousands might be a, like, an over, or like a stretch, but there's a lot of people that worked on this game that has nothing to do with J.K. Rowling. I'm not going to punish them because J.K. Rowling made up this universe, first of all. Um, I fully support trans everything. I fully support everybody's everything. So do whatever you want to do. Um, J.K. Rowling didn't touch this game. She has nothing to do with it aside from the fact that she created the IP. So if you want to protest by not playing the game, albeit you, more power to you and I respect your decision, but don't get up in arms about the people that want to play the game, in my opinion. I don't think that you should be attacking them for wanting to play it, attacking them for wanting to stream it. Um, that's just my personal opinion. I know there's a lot of trans people that feel the same way as me as well. They're like they're playing and streaming the game as well. So just everybody do you. But I will say like I I I stand for trans people. Obviously, I stand for everyone. And just don't. It, it still just doesn't make sense to attack people that want to play this game. That's all I'm gonna say. How do you how do you feel about the trans rights activists that are uh, leaking spoilers of the game? just without any warning or any context to anybody. Have you heard of that? I feel like it's a shitty thing to do. Yeah. Like, no, I, I, I feel like it's just, a, it's being toxic. It's fighting fire with fire, I guess. But like, who, who are you hurting? You're hurting a lot of innocent people by doing that. And I know it's just a spoiler for a video game, but I mean, you're doing it for a reason. You're doing it to cause harm to someone. Yeah. So you're causing harm to a lot of people that had nothing to do with this whole debacle. Like, it's just, it's, it's overboard, man. Yeah. It's uh, overboard. I guarantee that 99%, maybe 100% of people who buy and play this game are not buying it because they hate trans people. They're buying it because they want to play as a freaking wizard and cast That's spells. <laughs> yes. I mean, I grew up with Harry Potter, man. I'm, I'm a big fan of this series. I read the books. I watched the movies. I grew up with the movies. They were like, in a way... They were kind of my Star Wars. Like they came out at a time when they were huge and I was young and I, I grew up with them and I still watch them like once a year. Like I just love the Harry Potter movies. So like, but that doesn't mean I hate trans people and I don't hate trans people. But that being said, if you feel offended that the fact that this game exists, the best thing that you can do is vote with your wallet and not buy the game. Don't give them money. Like, and that is your prerogative to do that. So. Agreed. But um, that being said, <laughs> uh, th that being said, the game is a lot of fun, and it is open world. I'll keep it short, Ian. Don't worry. 
Ian, open world means it's, you can go do whatever you want anyway. Oh, yeah, it's kind of like very this quests. this game. This game reminds me a lot of the Arkham games in the sense that you had a lot of people on this team that respects the source material very much and is has a very huge focus on attention to detail for all the little things that make Harry Potter Harry Potter. Just like the Arkham games are very close to detail that make Batman games Batman. And it just so happens to both be Warner Brothers properties, which is a coincidence, but they may, they have good teams over there and they're treating these IPs with a lot of respect. And if you're a Harry Potter fan, you should absolutely play this game because you're going to love it. But I mean, that's just me. I mean, where was the hate for Lego Harry Potter when it came out? That came out kind of before that, yeah they came out before the yeah. whole oh she started hating or what, what was and we don't have to get into it we just doesn't matter <laughs> yeah um i'll make this quick my weekly wreck is going to be evil dead the game if you have playstation um i don't i don't know when this episode is going to be going out but if it goes out in the month of february or the first week of march um you will if you have playstation you'll be able to download uh evil dead the game for free it's one of the free games of the month um if you are experienced in the game, now is the best time to prestige your character because there are so many level one, level two, level three, level four killers out there. Um, it is so very easy. I think the past 30 games that I've played, I've lost two matches. That is a great um, point. And um, I just want to add on to that point. Achievement hunters and trophy hunters out there, there are trophies and achievements for prestiging. When this game goes offline, it will be impossible to earn that platinum trophy. So now is the best time to get that trophy and prestige if you want to play it you think it'll go offline absolutely when eventually like eventually yeah i mean there's a lot of live service games getting shut down right now and oh, friday sucks. the 13th is like unplayable now at this point like a lot of the trophies you can't get anymore um this game will eventually be the same like these live service games you have to tackle the platinum quick or else you're never mm -hmm. gonna get it and and some of them are are very odd trophies like um play with ash king henry and sir arthur whoever the guy is like in one online match together so yeah so i i can uh I, I agree with what you're saying there um but today we are here to talk to you and each other about a 2019 anthology comedy horror film uh one that is very near and dear to me it is called scare package uh it was created by um, Aaron B. Kuntz and Cameron Burns uh, when they were create or in, in an interview um, about the film. Uh, Aaron B. Kuntz, who uh, is a great Twitter follow, by the way, he, he uh, posts some great shit. Um, he says, I'm a big fan of anthology films, uh, but we knew we had to change the game up a little bit. Uh, so we gathered this uh, hungry group of diverse, super talented horror enthusiasts and asked them to subvert, subvert these well-known horror tropes while also play, paying homage to them. Uh, I th personally think that this film does a very interesting job of that. There are some directors uh, in here that I greatly admire and I think are going to be the new names of indie horror in the next uh, five to ten years. And I, ca I can get into that. Um, and I actually have uh, perfect proof that it's already happening. Um, but let's start with you, Ian. Uh, where did you watch it? Uh, what were your first thoughts, initial thoughts? Um, would you buy it as well? 
Would I buy it? Um, so I watched this on Shudder because I still have my uh, subscription because I'm a true horror fan. Um, <laughs> Shade. I would not buy this. Um, I think the humor, it just goes a little... It just goes on a little too much. The the same joke just keeps going and going and going and going and makes me want to gouge my ears out. But, you know, it's not... It's not a bad movie. It's not bad. It's definitely not bad. Would I watch it again? Sure. It was. It was. Uh. It, it was just fine. It was fine. There was some some things I really liked. Some things I didn't really hate. So, <laughs> did you want full thoughts or just was that good enough? No, that's good enough. Okay. Uh, that, that that that's my time. Yeah. Um, Kyle, the man who watched it, uh, two hours and thirty minutes ago. Uh, where did you watch it? Uh, what were your thoughts and would you buy it? Oh, oh, uh, Ian, uh, one last question I meant to ask. Um, would you watch, uh, Scare Package 2 Rad Chad's Revenge? Yes, I would. Okay. Okay. Kyle, that's your fourth question as well. I'm going to answer that first. Um, I would watch it just for the name of the title, which is Chad Rad's something revenge what is it called a uh, scare package to rad chad's revenge rad chad's revenge i would watch it solely on just knowing that title but um this is a film this is the reason why i don't subscribe to shut no i'm kidding <laughs> okay <laughs> so don't don't use our promo code i'm kidding uh, hashtag sponsor just kidding hashtag not sponsor um i watched this i subscribed to shutter to watch the film oh um, you got your account you resubscribe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, no, no, no. Uh-oh. Fun fact, I was always subscribed and I just never used it and oh. thought I was unsubscribed. You were so. just getting charged. I was giving them their money still every month okay. and had no okay. idea. But see, that's the good thing is that it's so cheap that I didn't even know it was getting taken out of my bank account. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's a win-win for everybody, you know? So um, I watched this on Shudder and uh, I have to agree with some sentiments that... E- that Ian had. Um, this is not a terrible movie. I did not know it was a comedy, so I went in with a completely different like headspace for this film. And when the first uh short cold open was happening, I was like, "This is nope. I don't like where this is going." And then I realized it was trying to be a comedy, and the whole thing's a comedy. Trying. And I <laughs> and then I took a step back and realized what I, what what I was in for. Okay, that being said. Uh, I did enjoy the film. There was um, a couple heavy hitters for me, personally, that I think carried the film more than the few. I think they all uh, had their moments. They all got at least a chuckle out of me, which is hard to do, um, especially when you're making a comedy horror. And the whole time I was watching this, I kept thinking how like perfect it would be if Lego My Soul was a short in this in this film because it like it kind of has that thematically same, like yeah yeah thematically and then also the same like comedy horror vibe but would i buy this film yeah yeah i'd buy it um yeah i'd buy it that's it that's all i gotta say for now um so yeah so uh this film is uh I quickly fell in love with this film the first time I watched it. Um, surprisingly, I do not own it. Um, I wish I did. I should probably get on that. Um, 
I've probably seen this movie about nine times. I think this this is very much a comfort movie yeah. or or work is really, really busy and I need to put something on in the background so I don't blow my fucking brains out. Um, Watching this so, nine times would blow my fucking brains out, you know? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, kidding so kidding. Uh, there, there are uh, a couple shorts in here that I could do without. Um, but uh, I, I meant to say in my initial opening, um, it's impressive that a film like this and a sequel can both uh, be rated very highly in the percentage numbers of fresh on rotten tomatoes because i feel like you don't you don't necessarily see that um i know when this came out it was an 88 on rotten tomatoes i forgot to check what it is now um for the first three weeks that scare package 81 81 yeah for the first three weeks that scare package 2 was out it was sitting at a 100 on rotten tomatoes um i think now it's maybe 92 or 93 again i should have checked um but I just really love the indie feeling of this movie. Uh, and there's uh, two creators in it specifically that when we get to their segments, um, I would like to talk about them a little bit more in detail because, like I said, they're kind of spearheading this new um, uh, Shudder-themed indie horror movement that I've noticed is going on. Um, so uh, let's just kind of get right into it. Um, Ian, since you didn't do a rate um a ranking uh kyle we're gonna go off of your list so there are seven shorts or th there are seven segments in this there is the uh wraparound uh which was uh directed by aaron Koontz, written and directed by um aaron Koontz and cameron burns called uh horror I rad chad's horror emporium slash horror hypothesis i'm not going to say all the titles right now um kyle so let's start with your number seven my number seven was cold open i feel the same exact way <laughs> um hit me with it um so like i said i started the film off not knowing it was a comedy so i was not in the mental state when the first uh, short was playing out and I just wasn't vibing with it right away. Um, I think a lot of the humor was funny, but again, it was kind of like, I get it was going for the really hitting it on the nose kind of thing about all the tropes, but it was just kind of to Ian's point, this one really went repetitive with hitting the jokes over and over and over again. And it kind of drilled it too hard for me to where it was not funny anymore. Um, when it finally, um, when I finally caught the vibe of it being a comedy and I was kind of on board, they just, they were going through the same motions and I was just kind of over it before it got done. Um, I like the main actor and I like the actress too. I thought their, uh, their performances were really good. I thought the banter was, uh, very natural and kind of, it, it felt right. Like they felt like friends and stuff. Um, I just, I didn't vibe with what the short was about. Ian, uh, where does this sit on your list? Are we giving a rating, like, for each short? <laughs> no. no. I mean, since you did your ratings, you can, if you would okay. like. Um, I, uh, my facial expression was a little too exaggerated, because this, this is my number four. Um, and I gave it a six out of ten. It's, uh, it's, some of it's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> my first thing... <laughs> Uh, my first note was going for a comedy vibe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, um, 
<laughs> That's literally all I wrote for it. Um, I like the main actor. He was um, very charismatic, mm-hmm. and um, he had he had a lot of uh, spunk in his in his boots. So um, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, this one was just it, it was like in the middle. It was just uh, about okay for me. There there are some of these shorts that are like pretty bad, and I don't really. Uh, remember too well, but some of them are like really, really good, and some of them I, I would, you know. But uh, this, this is a, uh, it's just okay. It was, it was a, it was a fair starting point, I would say, for me at least. Uh, so this sits at a number, uh, number two on my list. Uh, this one was written and directed by Emily Haggins, who goes by I think a uh, chick, chicken bummer. nugget on tw- what? Do you know who that is? Yeah, she directed Pathogen when she was like fourteen years old, dude. Oh. Yes, yeah, yeah dude. And, that's and, crazy. This one I like the least. That sucks. Yes, in uh, in her new like film. Pathogen. Uh, her new uh, Shutter exclusive film, Sorry About the Demon, is absolutely spectacular, um, which is one of my pieces of evidence that a lot of the people involved in this are, you know, what I was saying. Um, and also the guy who plays Michael Myers plays the lead in Sorry About the Demon. I think he's a fantastic actor. Um, I I love the, the very, very tongue-in-cheek direction this took. Um, specifically, I love uh, it. Go, uh, we see him going about his job which is setting up the um uh the the objects or what fuels the horror film. So the first thing we see him setting up is he's planning the satanic rituals in the attic. The second um he's selling a haunted house to a new couple. The third is he's cursing like a doll. Yeah, um, I like that one too. Those. And it, it yeah, yeah, and the first thing that we see him doing is switching the direction arrow that points to an abandoned asylum. So I love this very meta look at what Obviously, you know, this is completely insane, um, but I just love this whole idea that there's someone whose specific sole job it is to set up the catalyst of a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that, uh, I, I forget his name, uh, shit. Um, I think that uh, John Michael Simpson does a really good job at playing off the very tongue-in-cheekiness of all of this, the fact that you know, when he's knocking on the door trying to speak with Hannah and Tess, um, he's obviously coming off as a fucking creep, but he's just like, I want to get in this movie. I want to be part of it. So I, I personally think that he handles it really well. Um, and I like the whole direction that it takes. And I like how it leads into, it perfectly leads into the framing device with us seeing uh, Mike in the car with Rad Chad as Rad Chad is uh, driving to the, uh, the movie store. Mm-hmm. After so. this discussion, I... I'm going to move it up, but that's going to be my list for right now. Okay. Number six is The Night He Came Back Again. Now, these next two things are going to be very similar until we start getting into like four territory. Um, Too tropey, but like drilling the the same joke over and over and over again. Uh, It just wasn't very funny to me. Again, so... Just like my problem with number seven, Cold Open, I thought it was good as a whole. The Really, the reason why these these two kind of fall further down the ranking for me is just the the comedy, just just the writing of the comedy. That's really it. It's it's directed fine. The performances are great. They, they even have some killer soundtracks in this movie. 
Mm-hmm. Some like killer sound synthesizers. And, a lot yeah. of synthesizers. I'm a big fan of those. But um, yeah, these last two, so Cold Open and The Night, he came back again. It's really just the humor that doesn't stand up to the rest of them. And the comedic timing and like the writing of the the dialogue. Like it's that's why they're further down on the list. The gore is really cool in this one, though. They have some cool practical effects, um, some really good kills. Um it's just for for the film to be all about comedy horror, it just doesn't hit on the comedy part, but goes really good on the horror on this one. But it's my number six. I, I will say then then you will really like the soundtrack in the second one. Um, Ian, where does this uh, sit on your list? So this is actually my number trace. Okay. And that is um, number three for people who don't speak Mexican. Um, <laughs> I'm just Jesus. Kidding. This episode. It's Spanish. Um, so I... At this point, it's it's further towards the back, if I'm correct, right? Yeah, No, it's about one. in the middle. No, I think it's. I think it is like it is the. Oh, oh, it's uh, it's the second to last before the end of the horror hypothesis. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's it's towards the end, and by now I kind of get the humor, and even though it's not for me. I still enjoyed this one. I actually think this one was the funniest, in, in my opinion. And um, wow. uh, I gave it an 8 out of 10. I really liked the the special effects. I liked um, the re- the whole reveal when he takes uh, off the mask and he's like, you're not into him, are you? And then <laughs> she freezes up. That was, a, that was a good little twist. That was um, super funny. Um yeah, they're really just pulling up the tropes in this one. Um, I wish they didn't do that in every single one of these shorts. Because um, I, I think this one could have been really strong if it was like its own thing. Um, yeah, if, it, it, if this was like its own short, um, just on YouTube or something, I think it would kill. Um, but yeah, this is my number three. Eight out of ten. Not to bring up another film really quick before you get into your um, thoughts on it. But what I like most about the comedy horror genre is when they play more off the comedy and the horror is the sub genre in the background. I think that usually plays more well because when you put the horror first, it just, it kind of overpowers like the vibe and kind of what they're trying to do. So I feel like in this sense, this one is a little bit lower. Although, you talking about it, Ian, with the whole like mask revealing and her falling yeah. in love with the killer like instantly. <laughs> shit, that shit is actually kind of funny. But um, I just feel like that oh the like the horror just overpowers. And another reason why I just want to kind of offend my rankings so far is because I feel like the dialogue in a lot of the ones up on, at the top of my list are just so fucking strong and so many quotes and things like that. But I'm sorry to take away. Go ahead. The, no, this one, no, please go. This one also has my favorite quote when it's the boyfriend and he's like, Daisy, he's dead. Now have sex with me. That's that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah. I like I really like this one. Um, you know, so this is number four on my list. Um, and I, I hate that I keep equating this film with the sequel, but I think that there's such good 
um, counterparts to each other. I think that they really go well hand in hand together. So, um, Scare Package Two has um, the so the so uh, the night he came home is the fourth installment in that franchise. In quotes, um, Scare Package Two skips number five and has the night he came uh, he came back again part six the night she came back um and i i think that's great um uh you know ian you said that uh you you really like that line where he's uh he says uh, you're not into him are you after you know the face reveal and uh going back to what uh aaron said about trying to subvert these um horror tropes uh you know we get a uh, we get a halloween 2 here when at the end we find out that he is her brother. Um, so I, I really kind of love that whole she falls in love or she she thinks the serial killer's hot and then it turns out that he's her brother. And I, I really like how they play on that whole idea of... You don't remember that? Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, as as he, as he as she's wood chipping him, he says, but I'm your brother. But I'm your brother. And then he... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah, oh it happens really fast. Like, yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, being, th- this one's really fun. I think that the gore is great. The effects are great. Um, in mini spoiler, there is a cameo from someone who's not the sister or who's not the main girl in uh, part six. So be on the lookout for that when we uh, rewatch when we watch that one <laughs> at some point. Uh, all right, what are we on? Number five. We're on number five. Uh, Kyle, hit me with your number five. So much to do. You guys know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. That was yeah. the one with. I got no Man. visual or audio reaction. No, I, I, I was, I was, I was writing it down. That's the one with uh, Omega Man. Yeah. So, um, I thought that the conversation between her, her and what sounds like either her mom or her sister in the car was really funny. Um. I was on board with that. And then when the whole like John Carpenter fog thing started happening, I thought that the the special effects looked really cool. Um, I really liked the fight scene. It was very, uh, it, it was filmed really well. And I don't know, this one didn't overstay its welcome. And it had not as much dialogue. So it just played off of like visual cue horror and stuff like that. It was just, um, a good like middle of the road like intermission like i hate to say like an intermission short but it it, it was very short and not a lot of dialogue but um it, it was like a good like middle of the pact before we get into like the conclusion i honestly had to look up like an image or some kind of image for this one um i wrote no notes I gave it a zero out of ten. This so I is, guess this is your seventh. <laughs> this is my number seven. Yeah, I thought it was a waste of space, honestly. <laughs> if, if I'm gonna be brutally honest. Um Yeah, it just did literally nothing for me. Um That's all I have to say. I'm sorry for whoever directed this. Um well that's racist. Um is it? So, it was written and directed by a black man, so ah. Oh, and then when the glass breaks, and then it goes in slow motion, and the fox... Okay, sorry, go ahead. Right. Yeah, I don't... She was dope. I didn't... <laughs> I just didn't like it. That's right. Uh, this one is number six on my list. Um, 
And this is, uh, my issues with this one are going to be my issues with the number seven on my list as well. As whereas you guys kind of think that some of the, the comedy is a little bit too repetitive and might I say a little cheesy. No, I didn't say cheesy. No, 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 no. I, I was, I was. Your words, not mine. You can say it. Um, you can say it. I personally wish that they would have kept that feeling throughout the entire film. Uh, this one definitely feels like an outlier. I think in any other, in any other anthology, this would this would sit a lot better with me. But it just can I say that? It, I don't know if I can say that that it feels like a black sheep. Um, <laughs> you said it anyways. Uh, uh, it, no, it's just it's. So yeah, it just um I like the idea of it. I like the whole her fighting her her fighting him and it's inside of her the whole time. I think that's really cool. I'm picking um, my own ass, do you mind? <laughs> I just um there's just something about it that I find kind of boring. I don't know, but uh Kyle, you said the conversation that she was having on the phone. I like how almost everything that is said back to her is just a repeat of what she said. Um, yeah. Where, like I, I thought that was kind of funny. And the whole fact that she's trying to avoid spoilers, the entire short, and she's fighting with herself to avoid this. Like the whole conflict in the apartment is just trying to avoid the, the spoiler yeah. of what's going on on TV. And that shit that's on TV is hilarious, dude. With like, the, like, like the mage, like his, like the intros, he like, and he like comes to the camera and winks and does the head nods, those classic head nods and stuff. It's hilarious. But um, I, I get what you're saying about the vibe being a little different. And I feel like that my four and five share that similar kind of thing. Um, and I think I'm, I'm pretty sure they were back to back. And my number four was Girls Night Out of Body with the girl who um, shoplifted and ate the candy, indulged in the candy and the you know, had the, or not the mask, but her face transformation. I really like this one. I really like the way this one was filmed and I like the filters that they used. Um, I thought the end of inviting the killer in, like kind of turning on the killer was cool. And the way it played out was interesting. Um, there wasn't a lot to this. I'm pretty sure this was like the shortest one, like maybe like five minutes, six minutes. Mm -hmm. Like it was really fast, but, but I thought it was well executed. And uh, just for the visual style alone, I put it at my number four. This is actually my number. What? No, it's, it's it's my number five. Um, I I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, as Kyle said, the the visual style was was really good. I liked the directing for this one, um, quite a bit. Um, the editing, the music, um, the filters, it just looked very pleasing. Um, it just didn't have a lot of substance. It was very, it was very short. Um, so I, I had to give it, or I had to put it on my back half for my list. Brennan. Oh yeah. Sorry. I was looking at a note. Um, this is my number seven. I find oh. this one the least enjoyable out of all of them. Uh, this is the only one that I actually skip whenever I watch it. Um, I, I obviously, you know, Yesterday when I rewatched it, I didn't skip it just so that I could take notes. Um, but I wrote, I wrote one note and it just said, ah. Um, so yeah, I, I just don't find any enjoyment in this one. Um, 
I actually find it kind of painful to watch, unfortunately. So uh, we can just move right on unless there's anything else you guys wanted to say about it. Who directed this one? Uh, Directed directed by Courtney and Hillary Adjudar. Andujar. A-N-D-U-J-A-R. You. I think you you got it. One of the, one of those. Um, have they done anything else? The the director. Uh, I will tell Sorry you. Sorry to put right you on the spot right now, but um, oh my god, uh, they were producers on Freaky. Oh, are they one of your? You are they? Do you know their nationality or like their ethnicity? I'm sorry, ethnicity. Do you know their ethnicity? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I don't know it. Okay. I feel like there's a probably a profile picture on the whatever there, website you're. No, no, not. no. We can't. We can't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. There is not. Yeah, that's how we get in the hot water. Um. So, uh. So number three. It's too late right now. This is, is why we don't do late night cats. <laughs> <laughs> this is why. Uh, Kyle, what is your number three? My number three is going to be Mr. The Werewolf Transformation short. I actually started out really hating this one just because of the vibe that it was going with and uh, the whole, like, uh, once we get in relationships, we become pussies and domestic. Oh, I hate not to use the word pussy like it's a, a negative context. Slow, just slow it for a second. Slow it. But, um, no, you know, we're getting domesticated, and now, you know, our wives have turned us into, like, obedient lapdog kind of joke. (laughs) It's not funny. It's not funny at all, actually. But as it gets into the whole, like, twist where he's, like, part of a cult hunting werewolves and shit, it got pretty cool. The transformations were low budget, but awesome. It had a cool soundtrack. I like the kills. And like I said, I like the twist at the end. I thought the twist was really cool. Um, just for the werewolf uh, slaughter scene alone, this kind of puts it up at number three for me. Um, even though the humor was probably my least favorite out of all the uh, out of all the shorts, for sure, it's a very unfunny one. Um, this is my number six. Uh, I thought it was very boring. I usually. Um, I'm, I'm very into werewolves and lichens, lycanthropes, you know, shout out to the, the true werewolf fans. Um, but this one was just honestly just boring. Um, if it was more of the bartender talking to that guy, the main guy, I would have loved that. Cause I love awkward humor and just like unavoidable oh, dude conversations and just weird, you know, when the bartender's like having a rough night, huh? And he's like, it's 11 AM. <laughs> sit in silence yeah that shit was funny it's um yeah i love the humor at the beginning i I actually thought i was gonna really enjoy this one but um it went in a totally different direction and um some people really liked it like kyle and uh it just wasn't for me let's take a step back i didn't like think it was (laughs) groundbreaking Groundbreaking. four right yeah number no it's number three I mean, have you seen the rest of the shorts, though? (laughs) I'm kidding. No, it was good. I like werewolves, Team Jacob. And it was just a cool scene at the end. I like the slaughter. I like the twist. It was cool. It was fun. That's fair. Um, I I realized that I've been, uh, that I was looking at my numbers wrong. Um, The night he came back again is supposed to be number five because I had made, I had made um, arrows. You said five. Made a boo boo. Oh, did I? Um, okay, so the 90 came home again, supposed to be number five. Um, Mr. 
is number three for me. Um, this is kind of the other really big example that I, I kind of have for my working theory about the new Shutter um, exclusive independent horror uh, craze that's going on. Um, so this is written, directed, and written, directed by and starring Noah Segan, who is um, absolutely fucking killing it. He has uh, fairly substantial roles in Knives Out, um, in Glass Onion, in which Star Wars, uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi. He was in Brick. He's in the new show Poker Face. Um, his new written and directed film Blood Relatives on Shutters, absolutely fucking killing it. He's the main guy, right? Yes. He looked so familiar, and I couldn't pinpoint where I where I've yeah. seen him from. But you're listing all these things. I'm ex- yeah, yeah. He he has that he has that face where you're like, I've seen that before, but That's where? exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, Ian, were you gonna ask something? He is. Who is he in Glass Onion? Is he the like kind of drifter? He's guy the sto- he's the stoner dude. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I what I what I think is going on with his career is he's using these big fucking projects that he's acting in to fund these movies that he wants to write and direct himself. And I just think that's absolutely incredible. Um, I love the direction that, th- that this story goes. I love the setup. I love the punchline. Um, and I, I just think that it, Noah Segan is an absolute, powerhouse and i think that whatever he creates next um blood relatives was uh was really really good it was it was a um kind of a a jewish horror um uh vampire movie um so it's very very yeah it's on shutter shutter exclusive um check it out um yes that's number three for me we are into the top two yes wait so we both share the same number three we do I'll take a win finally. Okay. And as will I. Nice. All right. Uh, what's your uh, number dose? Well, I thought you guys might have been able to predict my number one, but um, my number two is Rad Chad's Horror Emporium and the conclusion as well. Um, I thought Chad was hilarious. Um, he his His deliveries are great. I actually just want to see its own film with just him and i feel like i almost want to see like an alternate version of this with danny mcbride playing chad because <laughs> i got the same vibes like he was giving me like mad uh foot fistway vibes in this whole chad scenario and uh i just really dug it. it it it's obviously got the most screen time i like the emporium part more than the conclusion which is what's that called i'm sorry uh horror hypothesis yeah so i like the Emporium more. I like the small contained role of just him and the other actor uh, that plays the, uh, the guy who got the job. I, Han. Han, Han Tron. Thank you. I'm spacing on his, his name. His name and is really, actually Han. Dude, and I really like the other guy who was like just hell bent, Sam, on trying to get the role there. I thought all three of them were so strong together and it go like it just played a very like wacky, almost like Napoleon Dynamite era humor clerks dialogue vibe i don't know like i just i really dug it and i wish there was actually more of that like i would watch a whole show of them just in the horse like store like i thought that was like really funny um i thought the deliveries were hilarious calling him his little pikachu <laughs> I thought, like, like i thought everything was really great um i thought the dialogue was awesome of course when we get to the other uh like the back half of it that's the part that kind of just dragged a little bit too much for me. It being like 50 minutes, 45 minutes, I thought was way too long. 
Um, I thought the cameo with Joe Bob Briggs was f- fine. I guess oh. it's cool that like it's cool that he was in it. Um, but I'm I'm happy for the fans that saw him in it. I guess uh, it, it just overstayed its welcome. The back half just overstayed its welcome. But it was really funny. Um, the lighting and the set decorations and stuff at the end were really cool. Um, a lot of cool kills, a lot of cool gore. The jock fight where he breaks off the jock's arm and stabs him in the head with it. A lot of cool, a lot of cool um, blood and gore. Um, but this is my number two. Uh, this is also my number two. I have to agree with literally everything Kyle said. Um, I wish this was its own movie. Watching this film and like seeing one of these, no offense, seeing one of these shitter shorts and then going back to like the rad, um, what is it called? The Rad Chad um, Horror Emporium. Whole, yeah, whole Horror Emporium. That, that, it, it was like, oh man, I got to get through one of these to go back to this story. Yeah, it, it, that's kind of how it felt. Like, um, I really just wanted this as its own movie and then these other shorts as their own thing. I think that would have worked better, in my opinion. Um, Kyle? Would it, would it have worked as a film, though? Because... I feel like it overstayed its welcome when it got into the back half of it. So would it have only worked as a film if it stayed in the confines of like the video store? Or do you think that the direction that they took at the end was just a wrong direction? So what would have been cool is if they incorporated these shorts in a better way. Um, Like if he, if Rad, uh, Rad, chad was showing han like these films i guess the other guy kind of introduces these in 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 a way and then the the shorts play so i guess that's fine but i would have liked to seen like him just set him sitting him down and being like here you're gonna watch this and then they go through that and then they comment on each one afterwards like i would have loved that yeah Um, like like banter yeah sorry sorry you're getting me all riled up so yeah like that would have been cool to see like be like, oh, you get the job on one condition. You watch my five favorite horror movies of all yes. time. And then they kind of have the banter afterwards and discuss the film that you just watched as an audience. Yeah. That would have been dope. Yeah. The second half, uh, I totally agree with Kyle again. I think it overstays its welcome. And it's fine. Um, I I do like the character acting. I think it's um it's pretty funny. Um but I think it's just it's just just a bit too long. I do like the Bob Briggs uh, cameo. I think that was cool. This is number four on my list, only for the reason that I think four, three, two, and one are absolutely spectacular. So I had a very difficult time ranking them. Um, I love Joe Bob. I was very happy to see him. Um, I love how Rad Chad gives off that whole Joe Bob vibe throughout. I mean, hell, the the sign to the Horror Emporium is a ripoff of the Last Drive-In sign. Um, I, I love everything about Rad Chad. That's why I was going to shave my mustache, but I kept it for this episode just in honor of good old Raddy Chatty. <clears throat> um, I love how he has the Freddy Krueger convertible top to his car. Um, I just I love everything about, about him. Yeah, that's yeah, um, funny. Whereas that's you guys, what that was when he's yeah. like, "Stop!" And yeah. then he gets <laughs> the, yeah. Yeah. Um, gotcha. personally though, I like the second half a lot more. I think that the jokes that they put in there are kind of great, and the references, for instance, the 
the device that shuts a car off when it's within 14 meters or the girl that gets put on a treadmill and every time she gets close to the escape zone because the devil's like impaler is running behind her, she trips and falls and he gets her. Or, so she has to restart again. Or no matter like how fast she runs, he's walking he's, and, and the dot yeah. still just stays in mm-hmm. like pace. Yeah. yeah. I do want to say that treadmill kill, amazing. I don't think we'll ever see another kill with a treadmill. A whole ass a, treadmill. Was that a treadmill? <laughs> <laughs> this holds the crown. It, 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 had, it had some really good kills. I think that this, this movie has some really good kills. Yeah, it does. Yes. Um, but actually, uh, I think that number one is unanimous here. And I kind Ooh, of assumed, right? I, I kind right? of assumed that that was going to be it. Um, so, uh, Kyle, why don't you get into One Time in the Woods? One time in the woods, number one, easy. Like it was an easy win from like start to end. I was chuckling. I was laughing. I thought the banter and the dialogue was just spot on. It was perfect writing. Um, the deliveries as well from all the actors in this short, uh, they were perfect for their roles. And the banter was just so like the comedic timing was just so good that there was never a dull moment. There was never a pause in the humor. And Almost every single joke slapped. Like, everyone hit when it was supposed to. I thought that the special effects were cool. Like, the practical effects were awesome. Um, And it was the perfect balance of comedy and gore, but they leaned heavy on the comedy first. They they went comedy first. That's how you have to do it, I think. That's how why this one was so strong. Um, I thought there was so many quotable lines in this. I, I was in such a rush to watch this to try to get in time for this episode i didn't have time to write all like any of them down but there was so many good ones that i was chuckling at um it's just a great short and uh i'm also glad that it wasn't too long it didn't overstay its welcome and yeah man it's just it's my number one yeah this is like this is also my it's, it's unanimous um but this is like a nine eight Easy. or nine yeah for, for me maybe ten no, not not ten. It's a nine. It's a solid Lego, nine. Lego my soul is ten. Lego my soul is a ten. Um, but yeah, the practical, bro. The practicals look stupidly good. Yeah. Um, it's it like you can't even compare them to the rest of the film. It just looks amazing like whoever did the practicals in this short should have done it for the rest of the film, or even to like help out some of the other um shorts that might have been in need um but also i guess that would have like not really uh helped their case to like stand out from the rest um but yeah the comedic timing everything about this one it's 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 amazing it's awesome um actually uh i i'm i follow this this guy uh the guy who does the uh, special effects makeup for that this one is eric zapata and he also did the special effects makeup on Cold Open and Horror Hypothesis. Oh, okay. Um, Horror Hypothesis. Which one is that one again? That's, that's the, the second half. Joe yeah. Bob Briggs. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah um, and, and that looks really good. Yeah, uh, but uh, Kyle, uh, you were saying how there's there were some great lines. I think my favorite line, which I, I don't remember the exact line, but when the when Gugai, his name is actually Gugai, um, when he says, uh, throw silver at me, and the the big dude throws his watch at him, and it, or or the girl throws the watch, and it's fake silver, and he just like shrugs. Um, there's just so many great moments in here, and the 
Ian, you said the practicals. Oh my god, they're they're so fucking goopy and gross. Like it's almost uncomfortable to look at the practicals in this one. Like um, everything about this is fantastic. Um, and the the guy who plays Goo Guy comes back in Scare Package 2 as the actor who plays Goo Guy from that movie. Spoilers? No, no, it's not it's not a spoiler. It's Okay. Um so but I see more of this in the second movie? No, but no, you see you see the guy who plays Goo Guy gotcha. come back as the Before guy who played Goo Guy. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Which I, I, like I when think he's it, begging for help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he like he takes a bite at a rope. He's like, you know what I thought I could handle it, but I couldn't resist. <laughs> Now we know. Now we know. Now we know. Oh, and you're starting to look really ugly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He's like, he's, oh my god, that shit was so funny. It's like, keep. This is the line. Keep yours on your side. This is mine. <laughs> She's like, well, I hope you don't mind not talking for a while. He's like, I cannot talk all fucking day. <laughs> yeah. uh, um. There's uh. There's a lot more that I have to say, but I think uh. Due to time, we should wrap oh, this yeah. up. So uh. Kyle, give us your final thoughts and ratings. Before this conversation, I was going to give it a two and a half with a heart. With a heart. But I think after this conversation, I'm going to give it a three and a heart. Okay. Ian. Um, I was already going to give it a three and a uh, three no hearts, but after this conversation, um, I learned to like this movie a little more. While I was watching it last night, I was, um, you know, coming back from work. I was like, "Damn, I don't watch this fucking Brandon movie." Uh, I sat down, ate my ramen, ate my uh, spaghetti and sausage, and uh, I didn't laugh out loud once. Not even once. Uh, there, there was probably one time. I, th- I think it was the treadmill thing. Um, but uh, yeah, this was a fun. This was a fun movie. This was a fun movie. I'm, I'm still gonna give it a, a three, but I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in that heart. Gonna throw in that heart. And, and and Brendan, I hope I hope you know that that means a lot. Kyle, with a K. You had ramen with spaghetti. Yeah, I, I thought we were just gonna brush over that. <laughs> no. <laughs> that was out of order. I, I usually okay, so I did that today. I, I ate my spaghetti and sausage, and then um, that didn't fill me up. So I, I like an hour or an, or an hour and a half later, I'll have ramen. Gotcha. Uh, I absolutely love this movie. I think it's super fun. Um, I like the second one a lot more, but I think that this this was a good kind of litmus litmus test for what um aaron and cameron wanted to create um and i'm glad that this film got their foot in the door i feel like the second one was the film that they truly wanted to make um so i'm going to give it and this is a very biased um rating but i'm going to give it a four and a heart uh so that brings the total rating to a 3.5 with a heart good job I did the math. Unless you want to do the math, if you don't believe, you look like you don't believe me. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Um, but all right, uh, it is now. What now? Before we get into the world's favorite podcast game, now the world's, we are going to take a quick commercial break from the other shows at the Rumination Ruminations Radio Network. Jesus Christ, I can't speak. Uh, enjoy. 
Hey kids, it's Don Shanahan from the Cinephile Hissy Fit, one of the podcasts on the Ruminations Radio Network. If you've been enjoying this show, come listen to Will Johnson and I fight it out over cinema's best and worst on Cinephile Hissy Fit. Find us and all the great shows over on RuminationsRadioNetwork.com. And welcome back to What's in the Box. I, I went the opposite of over the top with that, as you could tell. Um, should I click watch what's going on? Should, oh, are you waiting for me? No, 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 we're good. Sorry. Yeah, the math wasn't right, right? <laughs> I, saw, I saw a calculator there. Like, it couldn't be right. No, I, that, that is right. What the fuck are you talking about? We oh, round up. What's the box, Brennan? No, 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 no. I am not moving on from this until we discuss it. No, yeah, I think I'm happy. It, I'm just no, happy it's above. No, I think Brennan is right. No, I think I think Brennan is. <laughs> so, I think Brennan, I think Brennan is right. Yeah, because three point three. It rounds up. It's two to five rather than three to yeah, zero. Than three, well, I mean, it's yeah. two the other way as well. So it's kind of like a middle ground. Yeah. What the, fuck are you, what the fuck are you talking about? Anything two, two, oh, yeah, point two, five. I couldn't do math there for a second. Mitch, oh, keep all this in, please. Dude, it's late. It's way, it's well past my bedtime. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't give a shit. Uh, welcome back to what's in the box. Uh, the show where, uh, we use an app called Letterboxd and it is, uh, in a site where people can, rate movies out of five with point fives in there as well. And there's an aggregated score, which creates a score. Uh, that's an average user score. It's used by cinephiles and pedophiles alike. Um, Kyle's I mean, we don't know. We don't know. I mean, there's got to there's there's be, be honest. Yeah, yeah. There's got to be somebody there's that pedophiles everywhere. <laughs> that's on that goddamn site. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, what specifically on that site? I just, I just made a whole app. Anyways, so um, I'm going to read a description of a movie. My co-hosts have to guess what the uh, user rating is, uh, and they have to get within 0.3, and they'll get a point if they get it within 0.3, and then after that, they got to guess the decade. So um, yeah, all of these movies have something in common. If you can guess what it is, uh, you'll get an extra point. Okay. Are we ready for number one? Ready. Yep. Tagline. Things didn't go quite as expected at SpaceCon this year. <clears throat> one 17-year-old Kate's last weekend in town, she and her friends planned to spend it together at SpaceCon, the local sci-fi convention they attend every year. At the convention, Kate meets Paul, a recently turned teen vampire. But when Kate tries to make a move on him, he accidentally bites her in the neck. Kate and her friends soon discover Paul is not... This is so long. Paul is not the only vampire at the convention, and it is up to them to stop the vampires and find a way to turn Kate back before it is too late. This sounds Gen- like... Genre, horror, romance, comedy. Ooh, horror, romance, comedy. Romance. Can I get country of origin? Uh, unless it's Canada, America. I, I don't think it's Canadian. I'm, I'm going to go sure 3.1. This sounds like a very average movie that would get like a, a D, like a 3.0 is very average on Letterboxd. Um, 
I think I'm just going to go 3.0. I'm going to go safe on this one. 3.0. Okay, you both get a point. Guess okay. the decade. Hmm. Comedy romance horror was really only like super prevalent in like Early 2010s. 2010s. Yeah, 2010s. Sure. 2010s. For well, sure. 2010s is when they were like dying off. Like warm bodies was coming out. Like, yeah, shit like that. But then 80s was kind of slapping for those films, right? Or am I tripping? It wasn't really horror. Yeah. I'm going to go early 2000s. I'm going to go 2000s. That's a good guess. I'm going to go 2010s. I'll stick with my gut. And Kyle gets the point. It is 2011's My Sucky Teen Romance. And I will not say who the director is. What? Wait, but why? I think it's one of those, you know, a rapist or <laughs> yes, <laughs> rapist. Um, Did he rape somebody? No, allegedly. No. no. Okay. Um, okay. Number two. Let's Are we ready? Let's move on. Are we ready for number two? Yes. Tagline: Take a picture, take a life. A photojournalist suffers from PT, suffering from PTSD, returns home from Iraq, and finds himself struggling to keep his sanity and family intact. Genre thriller horror. Is this that? Um, can you repeat the opening line for me, please? A photo, it's all one line. A photojournalist suffering from PTSD returns home from Iraq and finds himself struggling no, no, no. to keep his sanity. The tagline you said, Take a something, take a life. Oh, take oh a you, didn't say, you didn't say tagline. Take a picture, take a life. Take a picture, <gasps> take a life. Is this like a, a war horror film? A Did war horror film. The one that keeps coming Jacob to mind Hunter. for me is that Christian Bale movie. The Machinist. I don't know why. <laughs> definitely not a horror movie. I don't know why. Um, I'm gonna go a picture. Take a life. Take a look. It's in a book. I'm gonna go with th- two point eight. God, that is a great guess. Two point seven fucking bitch right now yeah i got it those are great guesses i know those i'm on the ball right guesses. now i'm on the ball right now ian price is right as price price is right as price is writings it and takes the point by going oh. point one below because you know when like people on prices right guess five thousand and then someone guesses five thousand and one so what's yeah. the score <laughs> Does Kyle get a point? <laughs> no 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 oh, you got it you, you took it by one it was 2.4 Oh, 2.4. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, so. All right, guess the decade. Price is wrong, Kyle. Hey. Uh, Guess the decade. Wait, what war? Did it say what war? (laughs) If it's in the description. Okay, the Iraq Iraq War, which started in 2002. I mean, I know when it started. Don't give. Oh, sorry. It was 1984. like me. Exactly. Fucking idiot. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Um. Okay. Well, this obviously has to be after 2002. Um, I'm gonna go 2010s again because I feel like it, maybe the 2000s was still a little too fresh. That's my justification. Or the first one that came to mind to me was 2009. I don't know why, but there's, I'm still gonna go 2010s. There's no shot. This is 2020s. No. Who would make a movie about the Iraq War now? Well. It's over. No one cares. Lib- libtards. Libtards. Whoa. Those damn libs. Um, man. Yeah, I'm going to go aughts. 
I, I'm going to go up. Yeah, that's a that ought the safe bet. I think 2010s is stretching it, honestly, but I'm going to go with it anyway. That was my gut. It is 2017. Oh, great year. Camera year. Obscura. Camera Obscura. 2017, Phil, about the Didn't right. Osama like, die like three we got years, him. Like, ten, years before? We got him. <laughs> we got him. All right, number three. A young man struggling with a broken heart learns that his new place is full of restless spirits. Genre comedy horror. So this is Disney's The Haunted Mansion with Eddie Murphy. Say, this, this has to be Casper. Oh, you know what? Wait, what's the genre? Comedy horror. Comedy horror. Comedy first, then horror. I'm going to go 3.3. If it's Casper, that's going to be fucking wild, dude. That's a good guess, though. Um, Fuck, now I can't think of anything else but Casper. I'm going to go... Take a look. Ghostbusters 2. I'm kidding. It's going to be 3.3. Oh, 3.4. I lied. 3.4. And Ian, what do you say? 3.3, I think. You are both... I said my rating first. Don't give me that face. Don't give me that face. You are both incorrect. It is a 2.8 guess the decade. 90s. Fucking, I was going to say, fall on your sword, dude. Go 90s. Um... Nine, 90s. It's got to be, dude. Okay, look, think about it. A guy who finds ghosts in his house after a broken heart, that's not 2000s, bro. We all know that. <clears throat> 2010s, 2010s was dark, right? Oh, yo. Wait! 2010s. Is it 2010s? 2020s. No, it's 2020s, I think. 20. 2019. Yes, yes, yes. We did. I think it's 2020. It's not what you wait, think. No, wait, no, no, no. This can't oh, be 2.8. It's, it's not the movie, not the movie yeah. you think it is. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Okay, 90s. In 90s. I'm going night. It is 2022's Sorry About the Demon. You I like thought it was it. a ghost waits. You yeah. know what? That and Casper conversation. I like the rabbit hole that we went down on though, though. That, yeah. that was fun. That was fun. All right. And the very last one. What's the score? Can we get score? Uh, Kyle three, Ian two. Okay. All right. Tagline. Family sucks. A nomadic recluse living on the fringes of society reconsiders his bloodthirsty legacy when a teenage girl shows up claiming to be his daughter. Genre comedy horror. And comedy's only first because Letterbox puts them in alphabetical order, I think. Can you read it one more time? Yeah. A nomadic recluse living on the fringes of society reconsiders his bloodthirsty legacy when a teenage girl shows up claiming to be his daughter. I'm going to go... 3.1. I'm going to go 3.6. Are those final? Yes, Cotton, they are. Wow. Ian gets the double point. 
Double point! Oh shit! He takes the lead. He wins it for the hail mary. No, 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 he doesn't win it. Guess, guess the decade. Get this wrong. Guess the decade. You're right. You're right. I genuinely have no idea what this is. I almost want you to say it again, but I feel like that's disrespectful because you said it twice. Twice is. I'll say it again if you want. No, 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 no. It's okay. Is it? It's from Um. Do you want me to go first or you? I'll go first. 2010s. I take that back. 2020s. I know I take it back. 2010s. Man, you sound so confident. Knowing Brendan, you know, it's been around the 2010s. I don't think there's been anything in the aughts yet. I don't think he would go aughts now. You think he would go two 2010s, though? I do. Yeah, me too. If I know, if I know my Brendan. Yeah. 2020s. It's it's one of those, honestly. One of us is right. One of us is right right now. You can see my pen going down to the tally markers right here, and I'm giving someone a point. Who am I giving a point to? It's Ian because it's 2022. It is Blood Relatives. Oh, oh, it's the Jew movie. Yeah. Um, Shout out. Not not that the extra point matters anymore, but can anyone guess uh, the one thing that connected all four of these movies? You like comedy? Comedy horrors? They're all comedy horrors? No. Uh, first one, directed by Emily Haggins. Uh, oh, second gotcha. one, directed by Aaron B. Koontz. Third one, Emily Haggins. Fourth one, Noah Segan. All people who were in Scare Package. With that being said, folks, the year-to-date numbers for What's in the Box is Kyle at one, Brendan at two, and Ian takes the lead at number three. Dude, this is like... I'm not... Yeah, I'm, I'm going to call myself the Browns right now. You know, I had a shitty year last year. You not did. Close. It wasn't even close. I, know, yeah, I think I finished second, but it was like a pity second. Um, you know what? No, I think I finished second last. I think the only person I beat was Mitch, and he had one point. And I didn't host like four episodes, and I still was like close to you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was bad. Um, so I'm, I'm living it up. Hashtag jaw rule. This has been another episode of Ruminations of Red Rum, the horror emporium of the Ruminations Radio Network. Oh, if you like what we're doing here, uh, please uh, give us a rating on Spotify, on Amazon uh, Podcasts, on Apple Podcasts. Uh, subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. I know you listen to podcasts. You listen this far. Um, if you like what we're doing here, uh, give us a follow over on the good old Twitter. That's of Red Rum. That is OF Red Rum, and the OF does not stand for OnlyFans. Um, also, uh, join us on our Discord. Uh, you can find the link to our Discord in the bio on Twitter. Um, if you want to recommend a movie, DM us, tweet at us, join our Discord, and put it in the uh, episode suggestions tab. Uh, that'd be cool. Do it. I dare you. I double dog dare you. Um, also, be sure to check out the other shows at the Ruminations Radio Network. Uh, you can find that at ruminationsradionetwork.transistor.fm. That being said, I have been your host, Brendan, Mr. Fantastic. And with us as always, the spooky boy himself, Ian, with Dewey's. You know, we never do these late night casts. And uh, if you're someone like Michael, and you loved it, definitely let us know if you want more. And if you were super offended and you hate us, specifically me, um, 
definitely tell us. I want you in my DMs so I can so I can harness that hateful energy and use it towards other powerful means. And also, as always, the snapback Cadillac man himself, he writes with the number two pencil. He is number one in all of our hearts. It's Kyle with a K. I love you all. Stay spooky, folks. Hail right.